The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers. Up next on The Believer's Walk of Faith. They need to see your you debt free now. They need to see your new home paid for now. They need to see your auntie that was in fourth stage healed now. They need to, and if they do, they'll flock in the church because it's time for miracles. in the church is that the people of God are trying to be their own source. Watch this. And trying to be, take the place place of Jehovah Jireh. See? And he never did tell you to take Jehovah Jireh's place. He is saying that I one day, the Sabbath going to bring you all the way back around to the place where you can rest in God's provision. So if you have a need, I don't want you to fret. In this case of feeding of 5,000 plus women and children, give me some seed. So God's way of providing is through seed. So I'm going to give some seed. The little boy said, hey, he heard the message. Uh, I got two fish and five loaves. And, and the guy, and one of the disciples says, well, here's a young lad here. He's got two fish and five loaves. But what is that among so many? Go on, go on. Jesus said, that's enough. Bring it here. See, Jesus knew the father was his source. And when he had all these miles to feed, he wasn't going to fret. He wasn't going to sweat. He wasn't going to worry or get all bent out of shape. He was just going to sow a seed and let the source provide. Are y'all following what I'm saying? And I think this is what Obadiah didn't do. Obadiah kept trying to go in his pocket and get enough so he can feed them. Oh, that makes you feel good that you're helping, but you're going broke. And cause why? Because that's not God's best. God's best is that you sow a seed and you sow a seed. Here comes some more for the need. So I'm saying what the church is trying to do is they're trying to take the place of the provider. When I say that, I mean the individual members. We're trying to do it in a way that God didn't have us one to do it. The Lord have mercy. Look, look at what we've done. Look at what we've built out. Look at what we've done. That didn't come because I had all the money. That came because I had good sense. That, that came because we kept sowing. Come on, you want to go up? You got to sow up. And some people have, well, he's talking about money again and so forth. You don't have none. If you don't have none, you need to hear me talk about it all the time. And I'm saying the reason why you don't is because you're trying to be your own provider. You are not God. You are little G, not big G. Big G is responsible. 
available for little G. Give Big G something to work with. Now, if we go on, can I go on here? We're about to step out into a place where you're not no longer your source. Lord have mercy. And there's no way that you can meet that need. Now I'm about to go somewhere now because think about it. This is what kept the church small because the church is waiting. Lord have mercy. You, you're going to step out and you're going to step out into something you can't afford. See that, that. Now I am not talking about living some reckless life. I'm talking about living a life of faith. If you can afford it or can do it, then faith is not at work. Let me say this the best way I can. If you can afford it, you don't need faith. So if you can find a way that you can get it, you can find a way that you can do it yourself, then faith is not at work. Now, God's going to give you something that you can't do and you can't afford on purpose because he wants you to see he's got you covered. Now, I know some of you wondering, well, now, wait a minute. What is he talking about? I'm talking about living out of your spirit and not out of your natural mind and not out of what you can make on that job. Listen, folks, you didn't come to the planet to work a job. You came to this planet to make people free. You came to this planet to fulfill the commission of God to bring heaven to earth. You came to this planet to let the world know who Jesus really is. You hear what I'm saying? Now, if you look at this and look at what you do is make a list of what you want, not what you need or what you can afford. And ask big. Don't limit yourself to what you can do and what you can pay for. That's right. Should I come over here? Don't don't you limit yourself. Listen, buy that shopping mall. Now watch David. Now watch David and watch the results of David. Now this is found in 1 Samuel and chapter 17. I want to read verse 45 first and then I want to read verse 46. Put it up there, please. Ready? Read. Then said David to the king, God comes to me with the sword and with the spear and with the shield, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, 
Watch this. He is about to do something he can't do. Now, you got to get me now. He's not doing something he can do. You're not buying something you can afford. You're getting something you cannot afford. You're getting because that's when faith is about to go to work. Now, look at this. Now, I'm not calling anybody to be reckless. I'm, we're going to talk about that. Let's look again at the same scripture, but let's look at verse 46. Verse 46 in the CEV translation. Ready? Read. God wants you to do that so that the world will know that you have the true God. He wants the world to come to you and say, I want to know the God that you know so that he can meet my needs like he's meeting yours, that I can win every battle like he's winning them for you. Come on, that I can be successful like he's making you. I want to know your God. the first thing I'm going to do with you is knock you down because I'm too short to reach you right now. So I'm going to knock you down and then cut your head off. Man, that's gangster talk. I'm just saying, when you got that kind of courage in your spirit, that's when the anointing starts pouring out. Now, here's the deal. When he tells you to do something, you don't know exactly how you're going to do it. However, when he turned down Saul's armor and said, I can't do this. uh, And then after that, God showed him five smooth stones, didn't he? Didn't he? So God is going to work it in a way that you don't know. Now, if you can figure out how to do this or how to pay for this, you are not in faith. I'm going to say it again. If you can figure out how to do this or how to pay for it, you are not in faith. However, when Joseph, glory to God, when, when, when David came there, all of a sudden, when he turned down Saul's armor, then God shows him some stones. Now, those stones, you know, and I know you get hit by a rock, it'll hit you and it might hit you so hard you fall out. But it didn't say that according to what happened to Goliath. It said that the rock went in his head. Now, I'm saying to you that God has a way of delivering you that is not, it's, it's Lord have mercy. Don't try to figure it out. Walk by faith and not by sight. You purposely choose something that's too big for your pocketbook. You purposely, Lord, see, uh, y'all, y'all still with me? Now, I'm, I'm not saying be reckless. I'm saying God is pointing it out. Here's what I want you to do. Make a list of what you want. Not what you can afford. I don't want to know that. I want to know what you want. Watch this. And get 
your believer ready. Are we okay? So what happened? Here's Goliath. He fell out. Now, my point to you is, here's the man trying to pay for all these profits he's hiding out of his own ability. God never intended for you to do that because he wants to be Jehovah Jireh in your life. He wants to be your source and your sustainer. Say amen to that. And that's the way I got here. Do you, do you know that when pressure comes on you like that, I heard a man talk the other day, a doctor. He said the nerve system is probably one of the most vital systems in the body. He said, because whenever stress comes, it comes and affects the nerves. And as you know, nerves control everything. Nerves control your bladder, nerves control your, your walking, nerves control uh, your movements, nerves control your muscles, nerve control. The central nervous system is vital. And stress affects the nerves to the point that it can affect the body. And God never intended for you to have one ounce of stress. I said not one ounce of stress. So what I said to you last time is here's a widow woman. So she cried to the man of God, what you going to do now? My husband's dead. What am I going to do? He said, all right, here's what I want you to do. You go in that house, you go into what you got in there, a little oil, go borrow some vessels. Don't borrow a few, go in there. None of that made sense. He had, she had to lay them out. And then once she got done with that, she didn't know what to do. She went back to the man of God. He said, go sell the vessels, pay your debt and live you and your kids on the rest. Are you following what I'm saying? Yes, I'm saying if you know what to do, you don't need faith. He said, buy that shopping mall. Did I know what to do? No, I had to go to God and let faith direct me as to what to do. Are y'all following what I'm saying? Well, let's go in this next section. Miracles now. Now, why am I saying that? Because whatever God's going to do for you. Well, I almost gave you something. He is already done. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 46, verses 9 and 10, please. Ready, read. is going to come to pass. All that I spoke is going to come to pass. Say amen to that. He said over in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 11, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. It shall prosper in the thing where I sent it. Now I'm saying to you right now that God's word is not going to return to him void. I said God's word is not returned to him. And listen, miracles when? Now. Now. See, miracles now. 
And when you got a situation, here was David and they had been up there facing Goliath for how many days? Anybody know? 40 days, 40 days. But David went up there and said, what? This day. Come on, this day. Why? Because why are you waiting on a miracle? If it's already done, you don't have to wait. I said, if it's already done, you don't have to wait. See, the prodigal son caught a little glimpse of this thing when he told the father over in uh, Luke chapter 15, verse 12, he told the father, I want my inheritance now. I don't want to wait. I want mine right now. Well, you can take faith and go out into your future and get whatever God has for you and bring it back into the, bring it back into the, it's time for you to get your stuff now. See, the saints are delaying things. They waiting on to feel better about it, waiting on a little bit more teaching, waiting on a little bit more this. But the prodigal son says, I want mine now. And I'm saying to you, you don't need to wait on healing to get better. You can get it all now. Come on. You don't need to wait on your paycheck. You can bring the paycheck to the now. And I'm saying over in your life, I don't know what you've been waiting on, but God's got a man ready for you now. Come on. He got a, uh, come on now. I'm just saying now, don't be putting it out. All God has for you, he's already done it. So you don't need to wait on God. And if you don't need to wait on God, all you need is some faith so that you can bring from the future into the now. They're waiting on them. Sit down. The world is waiting on miracles. Why? Because they're in trouble. And the only thing they can come up with is, is green deals and so forth and so on. I'm just saying putting a lot of pressure on the people, causing a lot of chaos. And then here, the cities are waiting on, on, on more policemen so that they can stop. But I'm telling you, the church has the answer. The church can stop crime now. The, come on, the church can get this atmosphere better now. I'm saying the power of the church is to clean up the atmosphere. The power of the church is coming up with a fossil fuel that has no residual. It can be as clean as air. I'm saying, see, and the world is coming up with AI. You better watch it because now they're calling it a God eye. They're putting God, they're saying that we're going to try to be like God. We're going to take some computers and make computers do something that God can do. No, no, no. They can't reach that. But see, they're trying to reach it because they got no alternative. You see, when people don't see miracles, they go to dead gods. They try to do it themselves and try to, but if you can show them one miracle, I said, if you can show them one miracle, miracles now. see your you debt free now they need to see your new home paid for now they need to see your auntie that was in fourth stage healed now they need to and if they do they'll flock in the church because it's time for miracles
me just close this. Prayer. Prayer. Thank you. When you're in prayer, expect a miracle. So you're not willing to wait anymore. The wait is over. Everything you promised me is already done. I want it right now. I want it now. I want it now. Let me just finish this. So here's prayer. And when you pray, expect a miracle. Every time you pray, expect a miracle. I'm talking about expect something to be done that can't be done. There's nothing that has happened to somebody and there's nothing that they have gotten into that prayer can get them out of. Prayer can get someone out of anything on this planet. On this planet. It was Hezekiah. There was no way out for him. The Syrians had closed in on him. Now they're taking all his money. And he's a king of, of Israel. He's taken all the money and everything. King of Judah. And what happened? Hezekiah sent them, his people, to Isaiah. Said, go get a word for me. And they went to Isaiah and he sent them a word back, wrote it out. They came back. Hezekiah, the king, took the word, went up into the house of God and spread it before the Lord putting him in remembrance of what he said. My word shall not return, boy, but it shall accomplish. And so what did he do? He prayed the word. And then in verse 20, a runner came from Isaiah said, tell him what he has prayed, the Lord has heard. And what happened then? He went to bed and that night, verse 35, God sent one angel and he slayed 185,000 enemy soldiers. Do you hear what I'm saying? And when Hezekiah woke up that next morning, he and the people, all the enemy was dead. But wait a minute, how about the apostle, how about G Peter? Peter was in jail. 
and that's Acts and chapter 12. But the Bible says in verse five, that prayer was being made for him without ceasing. And next thing you know, an angel came. Say, expect a miracle. And that angel came, hit him on the side and woke him up. You see, he wasn't under no pressure because he knew that many are the afflictions of the righteous. But some way, God's going to deliver them. Come on, you help God. Out of the mouth. And the next thing you know, he led Peter out and Peter ended up coming to the house where they were praying, knocked on the door. And a young girl named Rhoda came to the door and she heard his voice, his salutation. And she ran back, said, Peter's at the door. They said, oh no, he ain't. That's his age. See, they were praying without expectation. But I believe Rhoda was the only one who praying with expectation. What am I saying? I'm saying God will deliver you. No matter what you're going through right now, expect a miracle. Blessed by today's message, order Mobilizing the Church in its entirety to receive the full two-part series available on CD or MP3, on DVD or MP4. To order, contact us at 1-800-711-9327 or online at billwinston.org. Get your copy of this powerful series. Operation 10 City is a 10-city campaign empowering communities of people across challenged metropolitan cities throughout the U.S., restoring hope, providing resources, and imparting entrepreneurial education. Operation 10 City features a free mega event with programming for youth and next-generation leaders, business owners, and entrepreneurs centered on community outreach, business and entrepreneurship, and faith. Operation 10 City has impacted thousands to date in St. Louis, Detroit, Cleveland, Los Angeles, Philadelphia, and Chicago. With a singular vision to inspire people and communities to access true economic prosperity and self-sufficiency through wealth building and ownership. lot of single parents like myself that's doing everything by themselves and this actually is a big help. In these days and times, the way it is in this world today, it is very hard. You know, and people are doing what they can to take what they have to make it. Some of us are like swamped in bills and in, in property taxes and in, um, this is excellent. Um, we appreciate the blessing. Today I am here because I would love to expunge my record. I have made several mistakes at a young age. Me having my record expunged will be the most powerful impact in my life because I plan on getting my CDL so I can be a truck driver. I have a future. When I came here, I felt the presence of God. It was so powerful. When praise and worship started, I just felt the anointing. And if you're looking for change and you just want to change your life, this is the place to come when they come to your city.